Welcome to Making Money Matters, hosted by Julie Leduc. Hi, it's so good to be with you today. My name is Julie, and I'd like to welcome you to Today's Money Matters. Today's Money Matters was created to help educate, guide, and launch our community into a place of financial wellness. I'm your host, Julie Leduc. I'm a mortgage agent with Mortgage Brokers Ottawa. I'm an insolvency counselor, a certified financial coach, and I have a degree in business accounting. I'm a multiple business owner, and it is my passion and focus to save you money today and in the future. Saving you money is what I eat, drink, and sleep. I'd like to build strategies that are unique to you to get you launched into your successful financial future. Join me in today's Money Matters. I am debt free. Julie LaDuke is amazing. Actually, beyond amazing. Just shy of reaching retirement, I have reached my ultimate ultimate goal. I am debt free. There is hope that everyone can achieve their goals of being debt free. I'm so grateful that Julie has placed been placed on my path. She saved my life. She actually saved me from depression, burnout, physically and mentally. When I started, I felt like nothing was going well in my life and I met Julie at one of her seminars and voila, she was able to get me back on track. She gave me so much hope and I understood that it was actually possible to be debt free. By working with Julie Leduc, I was able to free up $1,000 a month to put on my debt. She worked on strategies that helped me use cash to my advantage, and it was the answer. The feeling is so amazing to finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. The systems that was put in place was easy to follow and allowed me to get to not get discouraged. For the first time in my life, I got a plan and I got to plan everything, including what I owed and what I made. All the money coming in, and I truly felt like I got a raise by getting my finances in order. We decided together just how much I could put on my debt and create an accountability to achieve this and many other goals. Julie made it simple to understand my parameters. Tracking made the whole difference and it gave structure to my life. The picture I have is I had a huge red debt guy on my back and now he no longer exists. I am so excited I can barely express it. Peace and freedom are my new words. In my process, I have taken yearly trips to the East Coast and I'm just about ready to leave for Europe in the fall. This was my retirement goal. Thank you, Julie, for teaching me how to manage my finances and my life. The way to tell if you've chosen a good mortgage professional is by how much money they're saving you. When you choose Julie LeDuc from Mortgage Brokers Ottawa, you're guaranteed exceptional service, competitive rates, and the best money-saving strategies anywhere. You'll be in a better place financially, opening doors to new opportunities. You won't be disappointed. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or your mortgage is up for renewal, the best mortgage solutions await you. Contact Julie LeDuc, 613-277-5271 or julie at beyondmortgages.ca. 
Hi, welcome to today's Money Matters with Julie Leduc. Today, we're going to talk about belief systems around money. It has been known that society has shifted in the last generation to use credit as their primary source of funds. If one is looking at the impact credit has had in the past 60 years or so, we don't need to look very far. Canadians are clearly overextended and living above their means, often putting parents and children alike in difficult financial positions. How did this happen? Well, it started off with the credit cards, then the interact cards, and so on. And people have been offered credit so easily in the last 60 years, and they've taken advantage of it. It's not necessarily the people's fault, because somewhere it's been continually presented as a good thing. However, what has happened is that now people have shifted completely from one extreme to the other. So if we think back a few generations ago in the Great Depression, people were living very much, very meager lives, and they were never buying things they didn't need. They only bought exactly what was necessary, and everything else was never purchased. So there was no extras of anything. Where we go to today, people live on extras, everything. There's no basic, there's no boundary, there's no limits around finances or their financial life. So how do we get to a place that we address what we believe and we begin to shift that belief system? So first off, we need to find out where our belief system sits. So most of us have acquired our belief systems from our childhood. We've observed others, our parents specifically, manage money or not manage money or do what they did. In my case, it was Rob Peter to pay Paul. He took money from one place to put it into another place and eventually everything got an element of payment but nothing ever all got paid. Those were the days that I lived by, is that my mom would put her money at the time in in a wallet in the freezer, and it was a bill money. And that was the place to go, is in the freezer. Apparently, robbers would not go looking in the freezer for money. (laughs) So my mom would hide her bill money in the freezer. But that's what she would say to me. I'm taking the bills from the bell bill to pay the electricity bill. And I need groceries. So now I'm going to take the money from the Rogers bill to go do groceries or whatever. So she was constantly moving the money back and forth and all around. That worked for a season. The problem with that is that they were obviously living above their means. So when we're talking about living above their means, what does that mean? Well, if they were bringing in $400 a week, they were spending more than $400. They were spending $500 possibly or $600. But regardless, they were not spending 
400. It was always more. So that causes a problem and creates this indebtedness that we see today. And it started in those years, I'd say in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. That's when things really started to take off when we're talking about credit. So what is, how can we change what's going on in our own lives by looking at what has happened in other generations? My philosophy has always been, we can learn stuff from our ancestors. So if I look at my grandparents, for example, my grandparents lived in the Great Depression and they were very wealthy when they passed away. However, the Great Depression was not a time when it was pleasant for anyone. No one enjoyed the Great Depression. I remember being told that it was one bread this morning for the whole family and that was what we had. We had oats for breakfast. We had, not we because I wasn't there, but it was offered uh, oats for breakfast, one loaf of bread and, and, and a lunch and a, and a dinner. But the meat was at supper time. It was never at lunch. And, and that's just how it went. It was very uh, meager. It was very non-extravagant in, in, those, in those times. So we move forward. My father and mother lived in the Great Depression. They were the children of the Great Depression. So what happened to them? So I'll tell you what happened. Is that when you live with little, when you begin to get a lot more, sometimes you go overboard. And I think what's happened in society There is an element of going overboard that's taken place in the way that people think about money. So it was the case with my parents. So let's tell you the story about my parents. So they were married in 1960. Um, They had four children and they bought their first house in 1975. So 15 years after they were married, they bought their first house. Those were pretty decent things. Um, However, my parents were alcoholics. They spent all of their income on booze and cigarettes. So very little was left for the necessities of life. Unfortunately, That was a huge impact on our lives. In addition to that, our our um, my father's uh, ability or inability to keep work was also a huge impact on our financial life. So when I look back and say, well, how could I have changed? what my parents knew, or even what my grandparents knew. My grandparents had it together. Yes, they lived the Great Depression, but they were wealthy when they died. And yet I have my parents who didn't do anything close to that. They really lived in poverty most of their life. 
So my position today is I want to bring you to consider what your belief system is around money. Because if your belief system represents my parents' belief systems, where the most important thing is alcohol and cigarettes, that's your belief systems. And if it's your most important thing is groceries, that's your belief systems. But what if it was different? What if we were able to change, alter, redirect your belief systems into something that's going to give you a totally different life? Would you be interested? Stay tuned. Has debt affected your ability to do life well? Are you ready for a new solution? Julie from Beyond Mortgages will bring you from surviving to thriving by creating strategies that will put air under your wings. Working with her office will protect your credit, your money, and your future. Financial coaching is the key to a better life. If you're struggling with debts and can't make ends meet, don't wait any longer. Contact Julie at 613-277-5271. Start living and thriving. When talking about belief systems, what are the action steps to take to solidify this knowledge? Well, thank you for asking, Natalie. I believe that when we're looking at belief systems, we need to first make the decision. Once you've made a decision to move forward, that's kind of half the battle. A little bit like when you say, when you know you have a problem, half the battle is recognizing it. Recognizing that you know that you want to make some changes, that's when we begin. Because every day we get up in the morning and we say, I choose this or that or the other thing. So somewhere in there, what I want to see is I want you to make that decision. Make it clear and make that firm, firm decision. The next thing I'd like you to consider is to write down what you've learned in the other session. Now we talked about belief systems and finding out what belief systems are all about and where they come from. I want you to try to sort out what yours are. Where is it that you're struggling or where is it that your belief system comes from and what are they exactly? Are they putting hockey first, your car first, groceries, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, it's that you understand that they have taken that priority has become the top priority. Because if it's if if you don't identify what your first priority is, it's gonna be hard to get to where you're going, and especially without the accountability. The next thing I'd like to suggest is that um, we look at your patterns around those things. So a lot of people will will slip into the first thing that they do after gro- after uh, getting their pay might not be groceries. It might be um, they go to dinner yeah. or it might be uh, something else. Like Thursdays seem to be the day where people do stuff. And that, that might it might choose to do that at that time. So it, it just we want to look at what exactly are you doing, and I want you to be t- totally honest with yourself because at the end of the day, if you're not honest with yourself, you're only cheating yourself. Yeah, that's true. How will you shift into stability? 
In order to move, as mentioned before, we're, the people that come to see me are living paycheck to paycheck. And that's not uncommon again, especially in the North American society. So every week they spend what they've gotten and then some, and then they wait for the next pay and they go on. So that's what it means to be living paycheck to paycheck, is that you don't have a plan to save money or to allocate money somewhere else. So the first thing we did talk about was writing down all of your expenses and all of your income. So that's kind of like the first thing I want you to do. It has to be done because if you don't do that, then we have nothing to work with. From there, we want to identify if you have any disappearing money. So that disappearing money is money that's going somewhere, obviously, this is coming out of your account, but it's nobody can account for it. It's, it's, it's not really clear. So the first things you need to identify is what is happening, what are my bills, what am I doing with the money, and where's the extra money going if you don't know how much is that number. So I guess in the end, I would like to see what is that number. Is it $500? Is it $1,500 a month? We want to know how much it is per month so you can identify, yes, I in fact have disappearing money. What happens if you don't have disappearing money? What happens if you're overspending your income? Well, that has the same strategy, it's just a little bit different. So the action step when it comes to if you're overspending your income, if you make $4,000 a month and you're spending $4,500, you're overspending by $500. So the first step after writing down your expenses and your income will be to get you to ground zero. Getting you to ground zero means that you want to bring your income back to whatever you're bringing in. So if it's 4,000, we're going to get you to 4,000. Because if you don't, we can't do anything else. We have to get to a place where you're actually using what you have, the tool that you have at your disposition. So the one thing I want you to understand is that your job is your biggest asset. A lot of people talk about what my assets are, it's my house, it's my car, but your job is the biggest asset because without that job, you can't have any of the other assets. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, what we want to see is we want to get some clarity around what's actually going on on your day-to-day -day in regards to your cash flow. I thank you for sitting with us and... Um, talking about belief systems today, Natalie. I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Yes, thank you.